Hello, welcome to episode 78 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. Chris has a really dumb smile on his face. Yep. Like, really dumb. You guys can't even imagine the dumbness of the smile. Okay, so this is going to be a fun episode because it's volume three of... Stuff Siege Should Know. Stuff Siege Should Know. Volume three. Nope, that's Just, the jingle. Nope. No, that was the end of the jingle. Oh. <laughs> okay. Ready? I'm going to again. Stuff Seed Should Know. Volume 3. That is pretty good. <laughs> we Guys, we came up with that on the spot. We didn't even talk about that before. No rehearsal. Can you believe that? That we didn't even plan that ahead of time? No rehearsal. Isn't that amazing? No, nothing. Uh, so we're going to do that um, courtesy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Uh, the game's better than Siege. If you're not familiar with the it's concept... Not, but- uh, with what? 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 I said the game's better than Siege. It's not. Oh, it's some but ways. It's some ways. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with the concept concept of stuff Siege should know, it's basically, hey, here's this other game that does these things that are good that Siege should pick up on and add to their game. So that's what we'll be talking about. And then also we want to talk a little bit about um, Castle's Super Shorty update um, and how that's been affecting my Castle gameplay in small ways. Um, we also need to talk about unranked the unranked playlist and its existence because because we'll get there um and hey play day it's gonna be play day so two play days two play days you're getting your very first console play day get hyped everybody console play day that sounded like um that sounded like the at like the season reveals when they get hyped everybody yeah trying to get people hyped generate hype first things that people already found out about three weeks ago from a leak um (laughs) but no we're going to do an xbox console play date we don't have playstations so sorry deal with it but we are finally doing a console play day so get your xboxes warmed up we're gonna have to get back on siege and make sure that we like have things unlocked and (laughs) i think i only have like nine operators yeah i don't have much and then i gotta like uh just make sure i kind of remember how to play on a controller because i feel like it feels different than like other shooters oh yeah so like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get a little practice in um but we have console play day will be wednesday may 6th i know it's a little way out chris has finals that he's dealing with he's trying to get out of the way so once that's done wednesday may 6th will be our console play day it'll be in the evening uh u.s time so may will come people save the day it will come april's slow but may will come and you'll probably still be in your house likely probably um so there's that also pc play day which we're going to do on saturday may 2nd just before uh the console one and we're going to do it in the morning saturday Mm -hmm. morning so that we can get some of our eu people in um it'll be a little bit better of a time frame for our east coast people normally we start like 8 p.m mountain time so that's like 10 p.m east coast time and they're like (laughs) Uh, it's already getting late over there by the time we start. So Saturday morning on uh, May 2nd, I'd say plan on about 11 a.m. Pacific, which is 2 p.m. Eastern. And apparently that's 7 p.m. 7 GMT, yeah. GMT, UTC, GMT. Yeah. Um, so we, we'll post it in the play day. That's where you should get your information for this. One more thing we're going to do. And this we're calling the Unrenowned Community Hangout. So mm-hmm. we just we've had we had this idea mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. 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 Go ahead. 
<laughs> what is that? Jaws. Was there, I was going to say, is that the Jaws theme? We had this idea that we should just do like, kind of just like a hangout, basically. I guess that's what we're calling it, a hangout. And so what we, what we want to do is just, me and Chris are just going to play like a chill game, like uh, maybe some Halo co-op, or we thought about maybe doing the Modern Warfare co-op uh, situations, or I don't know what they are exactly. Special I just operations. know that it's there. Um, or something something similar like that that's kind of chill and laid back. And then we'll just stream it to a Discord channel in the server. And that way people can like hop in and you can like chat with us as we're doing it and just like just kind of like a really chill community hangout stream. Um and we thought that would be kind of fun. So we want to try that out, see how it goes. And if it's cool, then it's something we might keep doing going forward. So it's it's like easy to do for us if we don't have to like set up a big thing with a play day and then like we can also involve you guys a little bit more than just like a stream, right? So yeah. um, I think that'll be really fun. So first of all, make sure you're in the Discord server if you're not already. Search Unrenowned Discord. You should find it or go to our Twitter account. You can find it there at R6Unrenowned. Um, also, it's in the show notes. So you should definitely be able to find the all server. Those things, if we're streaming, you can do exclamation point Discord. Yes, correct. Um, so do that. Join the Discord and then we will we'll probably set up a voice channel for this specific yeah. thing um and discord up to the limit of people to 50 so that should be no problem we should be able to get everybody in who wants to come in and we'll do that on wednesday the 29th in the evening hold on you said we should be able to get everybody that wants to i think you forget we have millions of people listening to this podcast <laughs> every week there's 55 million siege players that we know of probably and 54 half million them, half of them listen to the podcast oh i'd be surprised if it wasn't more like 54 million listen to the podcast that's true so I haven't but, looked at the numbers in a while, but I assume. Yeah, I know. But the, see, the thing is that people for the play day, not that many people show up. So I'm assuming the 50 will be an okay limit. Did I did I tell you that I got I was recognized in Modern Warfare Warzone by someone? What? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you from Underground? Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> it would have been cool. That's why I was so surprised. <laughs> it did happen to us in Siege, though. It's happened to us in Siege before. It has happened to us in Siege, which is kind of fun. Uh, Anyway, so... Wednesday the 29th in the evening probably bet on sometime between like 6 and 7 Pacific time starting um which of course is 9 to 10 Eastern time so I'm so sorry East Coast folks I wish we lived on the East Coast cuz that's like the best time zone to be in for like arranging events I feel like yeah but uh anyway okay so just to break it down again community hangout that'll be a Discord thing Wednesday the 29th in the evening we will post uh specific details in the discord server um pc play day may 2nd saturday morning ish slash late afternoon or early afternoon and then xbox play day may 6th that's a wednesday in the evening yes so save the dates guys we're we're trying to like do a lot of community stuff because we know everybody's locked in we're kind of bored so this is a good time to i'm not bored Oh, well, I'm a little bored. I'm not bored. I mean, I'm not bored, but like I uh, because I am bored, I'm playing more games and like so I'm not bored because I'm playing the games, but I wouldn't be playing the games otherwise. I could see that. Uh, I I could understand why some people are definitely bored. I understand. I'm just not bored. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. Once school is out, I'll be pretty (laughs) bored. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we do want to we want to spend a little more time with the community just kind of you know, building friendships and doing all that cool stuff. So yeah. that should be fun. So, so make guess sure what, you save right? those dates. Guess what? This is a Siege podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege, what we don't like about Siege. It is a Siege podcast. So we should we should probably talk about Ma now. 
<laughs> yeah, but let's keep it this short this week. We've had a lot of preamble, so let's just say we're sponsored by Ma Energy. You can get your free sample at drinkma.com slash r6pod. That's right. That's it. Drinkma.com slash r6pod. Okay. Stuff so you know. Should we start with that or should we, should no, we start, start with, with the little stuff? stuff. Yeah, okay. let's start with the little stuff. Little stuff. Um, stuff sk, volume two. Well, as long three, as you're... Three. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ooh. volume three. Sk, volume three. Yeah, it's coming. Um, it's, it's big. It's big. It's big. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about community stuff, so we should probably do a little retrospective on the last play day. Yeah. So for the last play day, we we had like 10 people, which was perfect because it, it was like just the right amount so to fill fun. a thing. Yeah. And then like as people were leaving, like other people were coming in. So it was like it worked out perfectly where nobody was like sitting and waiting, which mm-hmm. was really, really nice. Um, Because before, like previously we've had like way too many people and have had like a really hard time like cycling everybody in and out and stuff um but so what we did was we just did like shotguns only um pump shotguns only and like do we turn down the 75 we turned the health to 75 and like you couldn't use like frags and claymores and stuff like that so like it basically just came down to you and you couldn't melee so you just you have to shoot people with your shotgun and it was so freaking fun fun. (laughs) We played uh, Clubhouse, playing uh, Favela. Yeah, we did play Favela. And on Favela, we learned the real meta. Yes. Chris, tell us about the real meta. So Recruit has shotgun with deployable shield and barbed wire. The MX-70, which is amazing. Yeah. So you have five deployable shields, 10 barbed wire, and the M870 three-speed. Yes. So everybody's doing that, and it's just you just make a line down a hallway of deployable shield and barbed wire, and it just sucks. Yeah. And you can only do it on defense because offense doesn't have a shotgun for recruit. Nope. So, so offense is coming in with, like, real operators and stuff, which is good, but defense is just there with barbed wire, and it's hostage. So mm-hmm. barbed wire all over the place. You got to hop over five shields. You don't have a lot of utility to clear the shield, and you're not allowed to use frags or anything. So... Yeah, <laughs> and then just like there's a bunch of recruits in there with MA70s just it was great it was the meta like that was the strategy to beat once we figured that out there's um there there were also no reinforcements and the time limit was short right, right. And so that that also helped with like the attackers at least they can make holes everywhere yeah yeah so yeah you only had two minutes which I think was perfect mm-hmm. uh, the perfect amount of time and then yeah no reinforcements which means that it, the map stays very flexible, especially on Favela that we were playing when we figured yep. the strategy out. So it was a really, really good time. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I had a really great game on plane. I think I went 10-2 on plane, just like demolishing people with shotties. It was a good, good time. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but for the next upcoming play day, we're thinking of probably just doing something a little more serious, right? Kind of just regular yeah. siege regular custom siege. games. Yeah. Basically what unranked should be, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So that leads us into Unranked. Should we talk about that? Let's talk about Unranked. Okay. Unranked. So preamble, we had been begging basically for Unranked for a long time. Like we wanted a playlist where we could play the ranked maps where it wasn't ranked. Yeah. Basically, it had the right game rules, right? Yeah. When it came out, though, I was was not as excited for it, though. What was your problem with it? It was too long and it was still, you couldn't leave. Yeah. Okay. That, like, my point of playing Unranked was like, I want to be able to play Siege in a fun way where I don't have to worry about like letting down a team or like getting abandoned sanctions or like being in a game for a long time because I right. know it's going to last forever. Right. Yeah, because ultimately the problem with with playing casual, uh, at least from our perspective, is one, you get a lot of bad maps that are not fun to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get some good maps that you don't get in ranked, which is 
sad. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I do like to play yacht every once in a while. Like that's fine, but I don't ever want to have to play tower again in my life. Right. Exactly. Uh, then the time limit's too long, and so it feels really slow. Even though the games are shorter, it just feels so slow and boring. Mm-hmm. Like when you're accustomed to the three minute time limit, and that's like all you play, it really feels so long. Yeah. And it's just too much. It's too much time for Siege. Um, th- that's what the new player playlist should be. They should get an extra 30 seconds in the new player playlist and then like in casual cut it down to three minutes, right? Yeah. Because I get it. You might need a little more time if you're new, but like at some point it's like that's not how C should be played. Okay, so there's that. And then there's... um, What's the other problem with casual? Oh, no no map or no spawn voting. Yeah, you can't spawn. No objective voting. Yeah, for defense. Yeah, so so you end up with like terrible objectives and it's just not fun. Like it, it ruins what's fun about Siege in my mind at least from my perspective. And that's what we wanted out of Unranked. And so now that Unranked is here, I've just like I just realized this week like we actually never play that. Like ever. Mm-hmm. Uh and I almost like I forgot it existed cuz I was thinking about like you know, we should play more um casual so we could test out some like some new strats with the castle super shorty right and like uh and then i was like well the problem is if we play casual we're gonna get like yacht and stuff and that doesn't really help me practice any strats and then i thought about it for like five more seconds and realized like oh yeah unranked exists like i didn't even remember (laughs) that it was a thing and it's just like the fact that like we wanted this so badly and I don't want to say that they botched it but they made a few choices that made it like not what we want to play no yeah i agree they the the problem really is just the fact that i want to play siege i want like i want to play casual siege that doesn't have crap rules i guess exactly like, right my whole i just just put voting in casual and lower the time limit by 30 seconds and i think it's fine like mm-hmm. yeah there's gonna be some bad maps in there which like i understand like i don't really want to play the bad maps but i'll just leave those games but once we get map striking which is coming and I'm a, i hope that, that comes to casual no please way. it no should way. no way Ugh, there's no stupid. way no way no way in heck they're not giving me a spawn voting on casual there's no that's way true. they're going to give you map striking and casual because then people are going to say well then people the only maps that get played are these maps you mean hold on people are only playing the maps they want to play <laughs> that's <laughs> a problem that how voting works uh um, which maybe a veto system then like have just have a map come up and if it gets vetoed then the next map is played i yeah. think that's the best way to like where the maps still get played but yeah. they don't get played as often because right. people don't want to play them right I think that's the best way because I I do see the frustration. I remember when Halo and called Black Ops, Halo Reach and Black Ops had the map voting system where you'd pick out of three, and if Nuke Ten was ever on it on Black Ops, it was always Nuke Ten, which I right. thought sucked. It wasn't fun. And then Halo, there were certain maps I would always like Spire. I always thought was really fun, but it never got picked over like Pariso, right. which I thought like Spire was way more fun than Pariso, but mm-hmm. and that was kind of annoying sometimes. But like Modern Warfare Two and uh, Modern called Four, called Four, right? They had veto where if six uh, out of ten vetoed yes. then the next map was just played yes and it was just always the next map so like if you came up with countdown wasn't like super fun is that a cut format yeah that's not like the best map ever right and so people would veto that and then you just play whatever came up next yeah and the, the best thing was you, whenever a map came up you didn't want you just like try to convince people like if you veto next max shipment and then everybody would veto because everybody wanted to play shipment. <laughs> so like people who didn't realize how like, it's just random. You'd be like, Oh, shipments next veto, veto, veto shipments next. Everybody would veto. And you just like, you get back a lot and you're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like again, they didn't like botch it. Like I think unranked is, I guess good for what it is, but like, I don't like, 
I can get in and practice strats with my squad in a, in a best of five game that people can leave yeah. the same as I could in what's currently unranked, right? Like right. there's no reason that you have to have leave penalties on that. Right. Uh, like and if, because if somebody's taking it that seriously that they're upset their teammate left, then you should be playing ranked. If you're, yeah. if you're taking it that seriously. And unranked, they're not going to be taking it as seriously anyway. Like you say, well, we want to play unranked so that people are taking it more seriously. We can see what this strat will really happen, but people aren't taking it seriously right. in unranked because it's right. unranked. Right. So they're relaxed. So right. you're not you're not ever going to see what it's actually like unless you go into a custom game and invite another team to play against you. Sure, sure. And like I just feel like when you're practicing a strat, quote unquote, like it's not about like getting it perfect for rank. It's about like working out the timing and working mm-hmm. out like, okay, what exactly is everybody's responsibility and having everybody like run through the strategy two or three times in a, like a right. real game scenario and just kind of seeing like what are the holes that can be poked in this easily. And then, like, make those adjustments. And then once you get to rank and you're playing against organized teams, then you start to, like, make a real, like, you know, then then you start to see what people are actually going to do about it. And you're able to make those adjustments on the fly. But, like, it's it's just to, like, sort of get it, I feel like, just to get it down on paper, right? It's not yeah. about, like, having a perfect strategy coming out of unranked. And so you can do that in in a situation where people are allowed to leave the game. Like, I just don't... I think because of these these two simple rule choices they made of not being able to leave and best of seven, that's why I think unranked is suffering in like population and everything. Just because like, who is that really for? You know, if you want yeah. that much restriction, then you, then you're probably okay just playing ranked and like, right. and otherwise you probably just want to play casual if if you don't want uh, if if you want shorter games, right? So like. I just feel like it's it's right in this middle point where it's getting the worst of both worlds and the best of neither, as opposed to like if they just change those two rules, it would be so much better. So I want to ask the PP to please help us out here. Mm. <laughs> Podcast power, come on. Yeah, this is it's funny because like this is a thing that like it's not like it's been bugging me or anything. It's not like thing something that's been irking me for a while, but like I just suddenly thought about it and I realized how disappointed I was that unranked isn't something that we're spending more time in. Yeah. And we would if, like, if it were for these little things. So that's it for unranked. Okay, which again leads us into the next topic, which is the castle thing, right? This is this is something like I I would like to go into an unranked type of scenario to practice. Is castle now has a super shorty, which completely changes his utility and how he's able to help the team on site, right? And makes him much better of like a site holding slash like. Uh, like a lurking type operator, right? Whereas before he was always just kind of like, I don't really know what your role is after you put your things down. Cause you have no utility or like <laughs> you have nothing. Right. Um, so one thing that I, I talked about and I tried it and it actually works quite well is, uh, on theme park. Here's the problem is that this is an objective that's not played very often, but this is always where I wanted to try this with castle on theme parked on the initiation. I think it's office objective i think those are the two two bomb sites um there's that cash room so it's that's the corner room uh i'm trying to think of any better descriptors so like when you come up the dragon stairs if you were to turn left um down the hallway to your left straight in front of you there's a soft wall on the other side of that soft wall that's cash room uh that's cash stash is what it's called and it's directly opposite of the control room the on the other right? side of the hall uh yes there's, the there's uh no there's no hatch from the roof in there room is i don't that? think unless i'm no you're thinking of control room oh 
yeah, so the the control the hatch on the roof drops into control room. And then if you go out into the dragon hallway, like straight in front of you down the hall, the soft wall, that's cash. Yeah, I still don't know that side of the map at all. Well, you don't. Okay. No. <laughs> I still only know the other side of trains. I know throne room now. I know the I know the side on the first floor, but I don't know that side on yeah. the second floor. Well, I'm showing you the blueprint. So here's the blueprint. So that's control, right? So, you there. See, so here's control. No, that's the hatch. Mm. Straight above. No, because this is the hatch to go down. Oh. So here's Dragon Stairs. Controls right here. There's a hatch above this, which doesn't show on the blueprint. Okay. And then, sorry, this is great audio content. <laughs> I see. Here's no. Dragon Hallway. And then this room down here, there's like a door, um, like a 90 degree doorway here. And so, so basically, Cash Stash, I want to try to hold this room as castle. Okay. So um, there's two i'm trying i'm trying to decide where the third castle barricade needs to go and i haven't quite figured that out but so you want to do one castle barricade on the window that comes right into your room because that's a threat obviously um and then you do your other castle barricade on the door that goes into the hallway straight in front of cash room so not the dragon hallway but the one that um is 90 degrees to it that comes like actually into the meeting area space that comes in like more like into the objective space you put a a castle barricade right on that 90 degree turn at the end of dragon hallway and so what that does is um when somebody comes up dragon stairs and they walk down the hallway towards your cash room to get to the hallway that leads to your objectives they now have to confront this castle barricade right and then what you do is there's a soft wall that is um like adjacent or yeah, I guess adjacent or perpendicular to that doorway or um and the and the dragon hallway. So you put punch a couple of shotgun holes with your new super shorty at foot level of this soft wall that's 90 degrees to your castle barricade. So now you can see all the way down dragon hallway if you lie down and there's like there's a nice little desk in there that you can sort of like lie down behind and lean out. Uh and so you can see all the way down dragon hallway into the control room doorway. So now you've kind of covered like that whole push, which is a lot of times where people are coming from. Like, right, they drop down the hatch into control room and usually they're trying to go into initiation from there, which is right where the site is. But if that's like held down, they'll try to like turn around and come out and go down the hallway on the back side. So now you're covering that. There's also a window that jumps from the outside balcony right into that hallway. So you're covering that entrance as well. And then anybody coming from the bottom floor up the dragon stairs, you're able to see that as well. So you're covering like three pretty significant entry points from like one spot um and like it's a spot that they don't really see you unless they're paying a lot of attention um obviously they're going to see the holes and they'll react to it but like they're just not expecting to look there right like they have their their gun aimed at head level when they turn the corner and so especially if they're coming up dragon stairs like you see their head before anything else so like you can you really get them so i already i've already i've done it just once and like i learned a lot of things from the first time that i want to fix the next time but like just once i had somebody like pop out that doorway of control room having no idea that i was going to be there and i just like popped him in the head super easy because i was just ready for him right um and so you've got these little holes down at the bottom of this soft wall um and like so it just makes it super easy to see them pushing and they don't really see you that well uh and then like once they like if if they kind of push you off that spot you just like get up and stand behind the desk and now you just watch for feet coming up to your castle door right and so then as soon as you see those feet coming up to your castle door you just spray the soft wall and it's an easy kill and like i just feel like this is going to be a perfect spot for a castle to actually work the way he was intended and it isn't really enabled by his having the super shorty um and i'm excited to like 
play it more. Unfortunately, like I said, this is an objective that isn't played very often, but I'm excited to play it more and see like more how I can apply this. Um, if you're going to try this also, one thing I definitely recommend is that you reinforce the hatch in your room that goes down, um, because it's kind of like right where you're trying to like lay down. So if anybody were to like pop it open and throw something up at you or like just put a nitro on it or whatever, I think your floor is soft too. So it's like, it's not super safe. When the day that attackers have nitro cells, I mean, (laughs) if they don't have nitro cells, (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) But like if they like popped it open and threw a frag up or something, right? Like, so you definitely want to reinforce that hatch. And it's kind of like, you kind of almost lay down right on top of it. So you don't want somebody to pop it open. You fall through, right? Like that, that would be disastrous. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to share this as a story of like, yeah, Castle's shotgun like can make a difference. And I feel like it makes them way more useful. If I was to do this any other way, I'd either have to have somebody else come and do the shotgun holes for me, or I'd have to use an impact grenade, which opens a way bigger hole than I want. Right. Um, and, and then, then I have to be careful to make sure that I do the impact before I put my castle barricade up or else I might destroy my castle barricade. Uh, so it's just the whole thing. On top of that, I get a bulletproof cam uh, instead of impacts. Right. So I, I use this, this shotgun to open my holes and then I can go put a bulletproof cam somewhere like down the hall that gives me more sight lines or like I put it on the other side of the map. So now like my, I'm holding one side and my camera gives my team Intel on the other side, right? Like little things like that. So I, I really think that castle, like this feels like a small change for castle, but as a castle player, I really think that this is huge. Um, and it's not going to make him shoot up on the charts, but I do feel like it makes my play way more effective. Now, let's think about real life for a second. Let's say there's someone coming into your house. Do you try putting punch holes into a wall? Like, do you think nobody would look at that, right? They wouldn't look twice at that. <laughs> You're talking about in a real life home defense scenario? Yeah. You know your walls. You know what wall goes to what room. Like, let's say they're outside. They're not going to hear you make right. the hole in the wall. So you make a hole. People are going to see a hole in the wall and think it's just a hole in the wall. There's not someone looking through the hole in the wall waiting to shoot me in the head. Right. On a home invasion, you definitely have all the map knowledge. Yeah. The map knowledge advantage. So here's what I would do. Like, so like, say it's a home invasion and I know that this person is coming to kill me. Yeah. Right. And I, I have a shotgun. Yes. I go into the bedroom that's at the top of my stairs uh wait for their head to come and just and i just like yeah i just wait to hear them coming up the stairs with my shotgun pointed at the wall and like as soon as i hear they're coming up the stairs i just blow a hole in the wall as like the shares you know the shares a room with that bedroom and bye bye guy (laughs) bye bye (laughs) bye bye guy like he's never gonna expect it and it's because i have all the map knowledge so yes absolutely you're talking about oliver's room yeah okay my son my three-year-old son's room that's where i'm gonna kill somebody from (laughs) (laughs) correct See, yeah, I just don't think anyone would in real life, real life scenario, maybe siege players would if you're in a real life scenario, but <laughs> Why? You, you see a hole in the wall and you're in like a situation of like life and death with a gun. You don't think someone there's someone looking through this random hole in the wall on the floor that is waiting to shoot me. Well, of you course just not. think there's a hole in the wall. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> siege players, they walk into that room, they just start immediately shooting at the hole in the wall. Oh, definitely. No like, yeah, I, I, see, I, first, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to pre-fire a hole because like it's it's just giving them an advantage that they don't need because like but real life. I don't think so. But like, but they're going to notice the hole. Yeah, they're going to notice the hole. But I think you just walk past it. You just think there's a hole. <laughs> Who thinks there's just a hole in the wall? Who thinks that there's just a freshly blown hole in the right, wall with smoke coming off of it from the shotgun pellets? Like, <laughs> never know. They misfire that's true maybe it, just it happens. Do a, just do a punch hole yeah sure because it's so easy to just punch a hole in drywall yeah. yeah it comes out clean too 
you know, the other problem is I don't actually have any barricades in my house, which I'm, I'm kind of out of barricades. You have doors. That's true. You have doors. That's true. Okay. Um, should we get into stuff? Stuff seed should know. Yes. Volume three. Stuff seed should know. Volume three. All right. So this is brought to us courtesy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. We've been playing that recently. I'm sure you've seen this or played this yourself recently. It's all the rage right now. Nobody's playing anything else because of Warzone, including Valorant, including nothing, nothing else. Everybody's yeah. only playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare yeah. Warzone specifically. Yeah. Uh, Chris. Tell me about some things that you've seen in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. This I mean, she should know. There's a lot, actually. There's there's also a lot of things that just games should know in general. Okay. Um. So first of all, how do you say? Um. How you say? Okay, this is actually the first thing I noticed. Logged into the game one day, and it said doing server maintenance or something like that or server capacity loads high or something and so it put me in a queue to join the server yeah i thought that's genius instead of overloading the server because you know there's a lot of people on it just put people in a queue to join the server yeah that's smart that's really smart use queuing that's that's a we've we've been doing queuing since like society first started i don't understand why that wasn't something (laughs) made it into server uh capacity stuff yeah so that was genius, and I thought, yeah, that's really genius. Put people in a queue to join the server because the server's freaking full. Because there's too many people in it. Siege should do that if the servers are getting to a point where it's like that, just put people in a queue to join. Because then that totally. also gives the impression that, like, oh, there's a lot of people playing this game. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe As opposed start... to this game is broken. Yeah, maybe just start doing that now. Even with less people, just always have a queue. <laughs> just say unusually high, and then people okay. start playing. Something super impressive. I logged on to Warzone the other day. And how long has Warzone itself been out? Like a month? Yeah. And it said 50 million Warzone players. Siege was bragging about 50 million like last year. Yeah. After being out for three and a half years or something like that. Granted, Siege is not free to play. No. And it's also a much more niche style of game, I feel like. But wow. 50 million players have played Warzone in like a month. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. Yep. Like good on you call of duty good job yeah it's a ton i mean congratulating call of duty for high player counts is it's i mean come they on, always but. had high player counts <laughs> well, but they should they they've had bad games recently but it's not like uh it's not as impressive as ubisoft coming out of nowhere with a shooter and and like being awesome but yeah still um still impressive they're also crossplay complete which i don't think siege could do or should do at all but that also right. helps with the fact that there's it's so easy to find matches because you're playing with people from everywhere. Well, I mean, but when Siege makes their player counts, they're also counting their console players, right? right. So, like, yes. I think the player yeah, yeah, count yeah. is uh, is equivalent. Right. No, no, no. Congress. I'm just saying the way you find matches so fast with 150 people and sure. it's found in less than a minute, like 30 seconds. Yeah. It's, Should we say more about Warzone before we go into this further in case people don't know what Warzone is? Warzone is a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, it's Call of Duty's battle royale. 150 players. Um, it's really fun and cool because... Oh, I think we talked about it. I told you about Warzone on like the last episode or the episode before that. Yeah, I don't think I had played it. No, you hadn't. Um, anyway, what's cool about it is like... I mean, it's just it's a really good battle royale overall. But like one really cool thing about it is when you die, you go to the Gulag, which is like a one-on-one... Um, fight against somebody else who's died in like a very small arena and if you win that you get to drop back in so like basically everybody gets two lives uh which just 
cuts down on the battle royale frustration. Yeah. Um, it makes it a lot more fun. So yeah. Anyway, what else? They, they did a great Siege? job with the battle royale. Oh, it's they did the great. best battle royale I've ever played. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, okay. Weapon skin unlocks is probably my favorite thing about the game. They have categories of weapon skins and each category has like different skins inside of it. Like a category works, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm familiar with categories. Okay. And then they have the last category is called the completionist and you unlock the skins in each category by completing certain challenges to like a certain level. So for example, the first category is just like a spray paint and it's like it's kill players. And so like the top level of the category is kill 500 players. So like you're unlocking skins until you get to 500 players and the other categories are like kill enemies while crouching with this weapon or kill enemies where your gun is mounted with this weapon, get kills with no attachments on the gun, get kills with all attachment slots filled. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you finish them all, right? And then you get the completionist one. So you have to do cool. every single category, complete it all the way through, and then you get the last completionist skin, which is super Which cool. shows like, I'm a bad A with this gun. Yeah. So Siege should do that. Yeah. I've been saying Siege should have skin unlocks of some sort, some sort of unlocking. There is no reason for me to play Siege right now to unlock unless I want to play the game. Right. Like, I am playing Modern Warfare Warzone just just to crank out a, a weapon skin mm-hmm. on a gun. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even ever play their operations, but there was there's an operator that you can unlock that has a cool, like, uniform that I wanted. So I went and played some of the operations to unlock that uniform. Cool. Siege should do that. Yeah. There is no reason for me that that keeps you playing. Battlefield does the same exact thing. They have gold skins that you can unlock by doing assignments. Mm-hmm. It keeps me playing the game. It yeah, makes me it, go back and play. I do not play Siege because I don't want to unlock anything right now. I right, don't like, want to play. Little objectives so are are like really motivating and, and just, they just give you something to work toward as mm-hmm. you're playing, right? And obviously playing the game in itself is fun, right? but it's sort of like a driving factor to want you to come back. And like the... The challenges the siege has now, they're just garbage. Like the battle pass has some real challenges, though. That's true. I like I they haven't looked at the ba- battle pass much, but they have some actual stuff, which is what we want to see more of. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I just love this idea of having it like all tied to a one weapon, where it's like it doesn't have to be hard. It's just like get thirty or get fifty headshots with this weapon, get so many penetration kills with this weapon, get so many kills in the first ten seconds of a round with this weapon, right? Like things like that. They're super easy to do. I don't like that one okay spawn peeking whatever in the last 10 seconds like I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah yeah whatever yeah. yes but uh or kill so many people on the site right or right. like whatever kill some mother fusing with this weapon five times exactly but like all these things is just like it like just tying it all to like one one weapon and like getting this like ultra cool skin for it that just shows like i play a lot of this operator and i use this weapon and i'm really good at it like that's so cool it's so cool and they need to have something like that that's not just kill seven people as fuse to get 150 renown yes like, that's not fun at all yeah no i agree i think i think part of the problem is just the currency system in siege like i don't think i've ever really liked currency systems in games in game like, currencies yeah yeah get this much to buy this thing like it's so no. much yeah it's so much more fun when you have to do a specific task to unlock a thing yeah. as opposed to play for a certain amount of time and do a certain amount of random things to get enough in-game currency to buy a random thing yeah agreed because then nothing means anything more than anything else yeah it's also the levels in siege like in call of duty like the levels also kind of don't mean anything but it stops Mm -hmm. (laughs) at a certain level where Siege just keeps going and it means nothing all it does is say oh that guy's played this game for at least a thousand hours extra than i have because he's level 400 right like he's played for a long, long time right so anyway that's one thing um suppressors is another one and call of duty this is one of the first games i've seen this 
the suppressor increases the range on the gun and what? does not decrease the damage. Okay. So you get a benefit to a suppressor outside of the the sound. silencing effect. Right. Which in Call of Duty is a big deal because it keeps you from showing up on, on the, the radar. radar when you shoot. Yeah. So Call of Duty, it's already a big deal. But yeah, it's called the monolithic suppressor and it increases the range on the gun, doesn't decrease damage. So this is like a super special suppressor. Yes. But, okay. I mean, the lightweight suppressors also don't decrease the damage. So um, how do they balance that with other things? Like are so there other it, guns it makes that you do slower like... because you it decreases your oh. gun sight speed. It makes okay. you less mobile because it's heavier. And then are there other barrels that like do even more damage if you equip them or something? Or they like, or, like have do higher control better range? Or yeah, something? they have like six different things that are affected: it's like control and accuracy, and then there's mobility, and then there's aim down sight speed and damage yeah. and range. Okay, here's a complaint that Modern Warfare doesn't do, but also Siege doesn't do, and both should is they should have a tooltip on every single one of those stats for a gun that describes what it yeah. means. Because I don't know what control is. Like with Siege, nobody has ever known, and now we all suspect that it doesn't do anything. It might have even been confirmed, is the mobility stat, uh, which I think it was like the same for all guns or something like that or whatever. But like, I think at some point the developers confirmed mobility doesn't actually do anything. Uh, like it was planned to do something or something. And then like I don't remember, but like at least everybody's under the assumption right now that it doesn't do anything. But you do run faster with your pistol out, right? You do, but that's new. Yeah. That was introduced recently. Um, so the mobility stat is just like totally mysterious or totally superfluous. One of the two. Uh, and so, yeah, like every single stat should have like a, a little tooltip that describes like specifically what that means. Like even something like accuracy, like, okay, I get, I know what accuracy is, but then like when you're telling me my accuracy goes down and up with the gun, like, okay, but what does that actually mean? Cause when I'm pointing at somebody, does it mean like the bullets aren't going to go where I'm pointing yeah. or does it mean like, something else you know like what does that exactly mean so that'd be that'd be really nice to know yeah i just think there's no reason that a suppressor should decrease there's just no reason to you you can't sacrifice damage almost ever right like especially in a game where like people there's no reason in siege to have a suppressor equipped to your gun yeah like i would say in in this specific respect i think call of duty is actually um a little more unique where like their suppressors provide a real measurable mm-hmm benefit outside of the damage thing and like yeah. if they did have a damage penalty i would probably still use suppressors in call of duty because in, in they, certain situations yeah yeah because they have like a real um a real effect on on your gameplay right mm-hmm. um which is that people don't know where you are when you shoot it's a right. big deal in siege that's not a thing and like not getting the indicators i don't think makes that big of a difference maybe yeah. it does i like I, I don't use them enough to to really say um but i know when i'm getting shot by somebody I I never go. Oh man, this guy has a suppressor. This sucks. I don't know where he. Like that's never happened. Right. To me. <laughs> right. We need to. I want to test that suppressor to see exactly how they work. Okay, Let's I have you. one. We'll put it on. Go shooting. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's see. One. What else? Modern Warfare. Bottom right corner of the screen. There's this little button called Patch Notes mm, that you can click on. And that's then, a nice button. You know what? It, you know what it doesn't do. Take you, you to an external website. Yeah, you don't click on it. And it pulls up google chrome takes you to a website no it which just, even that wouldn't be the worst thing like at least that'd no. be something yeah <laughs> but it just brings up the patch notes from recent and it just shows it in a text yeah so it's patch notes it's not the prettiest thing in the world but it just shows this text box and it shows all the patch notes in the text box yeah that's, that's great. all you need that's all you need yeah. you just gotta tell people here's the changes that we just made in the game right like you just can't expect the average console player to like go 
on Reddit and find your patch notes because what you might be underestimating though is how much the or overestimating is how much the average console player cares what's in the patch notes. Well, when you pick Castle and his weapons changed. Yeah. Or would true. you pick Castle more because <laughs> or would you like oh, Kaids, wait, his things now are way longer. They're but again, more stuff? again, I think you're getting into something deeper than I think you're more than the average player and you're getting into something that the average player doesn't really engage with that much, right? But like if the average player were to see like oh, this gun's damage dropped by seven. I don't want to use that anymore. Like, I would never even know that as an average player. Right. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't even you, have looked. Like, just regular suddenly... Call of Duty, I would never have looked at it. But if I saw the patch notes and I, like, looked at it, it's like, oh, this gun dropped down seven. I'm not using that gun anymore. Right. I would just feel like I suck now. Yeah. You'd be like, like something's weird. Something's different. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. I, 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 like, I'm not saying you're wrong and like it should be in there i'm just saying that like i think fewer people care than than you might be thinking and like i think they would care if they knew though if they knew what was in the patch notes they would care what's in the patch notes because how often how often do people actually just think like oh a patch that's just like making the game it's just like adding two operators or it's just like making the game more stable Mm -hmm. like that's probably what a lot of people think like oh it's an update but that's my point is they would go on thinking that they wouldn't ever click the button that says patch notes because they would just go on thinking that that's what's different yeah, I guess so. Maybe, I mean, make the little announcement screen be like new changes to the game. You yeah, know I, I mean? really like the way Halo does it where they have like a, a weekly message or whatever. Yeah. At like, the, and they do like weekly or like semi-weekly, bi-weekly. bi-weekly. Bi- we learned it was bi-weekly, yep, guys. Bi-weekly. We actually looked it up. Uh, that means every other week. They have like either weekly or bi-weekly like playlist updates and they'll just put a message up every time that says like, hey, new in the playlist, now these game types are in. And, and I know that every time that we log into Halo and I log in and see oh freaking halo one blood gulch ctf is in let's go play halo one mm-hmm. like whatever big team or whatever you know like because i now i know that's in there and otherwise i would never know like right. I, and so i think a, a splash screen that gives the highlights of it and then says like uh view full patch notes or something and then has it in the game will be like premium yeah um last thing i want to talk about this is not really a stuff siege to know but just like a stuff community of siege to know a lot of people complain about siege's toxicity and how bad, yeah. how toxic people are. Yeah. You haven't played. Have you, you not played other games? You should play games? more shooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this reminds me. I, I thought there were some words that people just didn't say anymore because it was it was past 2019. No. Xbox Live has not changed. Like, when you're playing cross-play with Xbox Live players, the end of the match in Call of Duty, you can hear everybody. It's the same as it was in 2012. <laughs> it hasn't changed at all. And it kind of makes me kind of happy. But <laughs> just to hear people say things, I thought, oh, I thought we were done with that. Cool. Yeah. Doing that? <laughs> i mean i won't but that's uh, cool yeah i mean it's just as toxic i i say gg after the game's over a 3v3 gunfight like agg guys oh you guys suck you guys are so bad okay yeah gg and like the thing about toxic is like it's such i feel like it's such a useless word at this point because it means such different things to such different people yeah. like to some people it means that you're not making call outs to other people it means that you're using slurs to other people it means that you're doing runouts. like toxic is just like it doesn't really mean anything anymore so like combating toxicity is like such a like nebulous goal if you're spawn picking you're toxic yeah sure that's actually though that's not to some people that is just that's just actual fact uh anyway i I don't know why i'm even saying this just whatever but like i guess the point is rainbow six's quote-unquote toxicity i think is is well like within like reasonable limits yeah and so it's, it's almost honestly it's incomparable to what's on call of duty like yeah the, 
it's way more toxic. And we over said the there. same thing when we when Halo came out on PC. Remember we yeah. got on and like yeah. people were saying like, oh, I effed your mom and like all this stuff. And everybody was like, ah, oh, Halo's back. And everybody was like happy. Everybody was happy that like they were talking all this crap to each other. And like in a way, when like if you just let it go, then it just becomes a thing that's just like that's just kind of what it is and nobody takes it seriously, as opposed to in Siege, like because you're trying so hard to police it, like people get all like uptight about it, right? I feel like that there's kind of that effect. Yeah. I, I remember that specifically there were some guys that were like confused that I said GG after game. I was like, hey, GG guys, good job. And they killed us like 6-1 in a gunfight, like wrecked us. Like GG guys, they're like, oh yeah, you guys suck. I guess, yeah, GG, or go kill yourself, something like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, sure. You didn't know like, how to respond. Like, uh, go kill yourself. <laughs> okay. GG. Cool. All That's right. Funny. Anything else stuff so you should know? No. That's okay. it. But- that, that's a good list. Yeah, weapons get unlocks, handling server loads, suppressors, not decreasing damage because that's just stupid. Toxicity is regular and patch notes in the bottom right corner. Yeah, so those of you developers who are listening, put those on your feature list. Activate PP. PP. All right, um, this feels like a good time to do listener questions. Listener Q. Okay, if you have a listener question... You can join our Discord, search Unrenowned Discord on Google, and you should find it. It's also in the show notes, and it's also on our Twitter account, at R6Unrenowned, which you should follow. Join the Discord. Ask us your questions in the podcast questions channel. You can also send in questions on Twitter. We'll ask the, or we'll uh, get them from there. Uh, if you get six questions read on the podcast, which means that you must ask six quality questions that will spark good discussion, then you will earn the podcast questionnaire role in the Discord, which gets you into a private channel only for podcast questionnaires where you can send in audio questions. You can record your own little voice, put it in there, and if it's another good quality question, which we trust you to come up with since you are a podcast questionnaire, then we will play your question on the episode and you will hear yourself on the Owner Down podcast and we will talk to you as if you were here with us. Yeah. Probably make fun of you a little bit. Yeah. Probably, uh make fun of your little squeaker squeakers yeah but uh you know you'll be part of the club yeah so do it uh anything else anything else uh as long as you're joining discords and following things come follow us i am uh on twitch mixer and youtube as ryguy w-r-y-g-u-y and i'm just hello with three o's follow us there you can see us streaming and playing and doing things i'm about to start uh what's that called last oasis which is like a crafting survival game i'm about to start that tonight which means that you've already missed the stream <laughs> if you're listening to this now but yeah. if you would have been following you could have watched it yeah so uh we play you know we play and stream all kinds of things lately there's been a lot of uh modern warfare warzone of course lots of siege yeah what what are you what are you playing and streaming lately nothing <laughs> cruise's streaming is even less uh consistent than mine yeah. which is impressive Okay, let's get on to our questions from our Discord. So our first question on the Discord comes from Sonny Malone, and he says, what are you guys' favorite Battle Royales games? Well, let me tell you about this game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone. Maybe you've heard of it? Maybe you've heard of it. What's cool about it is the gulag. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you can always get back in the game. Like, It never feels like you're not playing. Uh, we were actually talking about this... Um, we're like we've we played a fair amount of battle royales and mm-hmm. like just recently we were playing we were talking about like what the best ones are here's my ranking uh i think warzone's number one yeah um 
then it's a tough choice between Apex Legends and um, Ring of Elysium. Not tough for me. I, I think I had more fun with Ring of Elysium overall, although I will say that Apex Legends is a is like a more fleshed out, better, yeah. like it feels more AAA, which it yes. is, right? It, it's a much more AAA battle royale. But Ring of Elysium, I had way more fun with. I don't know if it's still fun because I know they made a lot of changes since we last played it, but there's that. So Warzone, Ring of Elysium, Apex Legends, then I'd put PUBG, and that's really all that I've put a lot of time into. Yeah, I've only I I would rank the same exact way. Definitely Warzone first, and Ring of Elysium, then Apex, and then PUBG. Um, the thing that made Ring of Elysium so fun was the objective at the end. Instead of it just being kill everybody, it was there's a helicopter that's leaving, and you have to get on the helicopter, mm-hmm. and then that was the win. So like you could get on the helicopter where there's still people alive, and you could fly away right. while people are still fighting, and you win. Right. You you like, didn't necessarily have to last longer than anybody else and also what was cool was like in uh in ring of Elysium, it's a storm as opposed mm-hmm. to like gas or just a force field or whatever so as the storm closes like it literally gets to a point where there is no safe zone and so you just have to go to the helicopter and i don't think that many battle royals have that where it gets to a point where like the circle is, is gone like there's no safety right well maybe COD do. does that i guess it does, really. it does yeah it closes i've never seen i guess that far yeah, yeah it closes all the way okay if, maybe if you they don't all do that, actually now that i'm thinking about it I think Apex does it. Yeah, it all it starts killing you. Yeah, because it will just kill someone first. Um, but there's just the way that they have the helicopter. It's like there's this active extraction point that you have to get to to win, and it's not just like you have to outlast everybody else. Yeah, and even if you do outlast everybody else, don't you still have to make it to the helicopter? Yeah, you do. I think you, you do. Have to like, climb even, up. even if you're yeah, the you last man, die. yeah, you could like there can nobody can win. There could yeah. be a nobody wins yeah. match, which probably happens more frequently than you might think. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really fun game because of that. Um, and then Warzone just makes it so fun, just because you can always get back in the game. Like they, as you you can see the progression in these games, and they've just gotten better. Yeah, they've they've definitely like gone and built on the success of what other games have done and all that kind of stuff. So really, really good. Good question. Thank you. Our next question comes from Faith Defender Seventeen, who says, "Who was your favorite character in Halo Reach's campaign?" Mine has to Ooh. be George. I just found the Underground Discord. Welcome. Uh, I do love Halo Reach's campaign. Uh, favorite character. I need to play it again because it's been a really long time. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I played it, but I remember it really well. So Can I choose Noble Six? <laughs> I mean, I guess he doesn't really have a character. I don't think he even says a word. He's me. Does he say? He, he might say stuff. He's me. I can't remember. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, of the Spartan team, there's George Carter, who's the leader. June's the sniper. Emil's the shotgun knife guy. And Cat is like the science smart girl. Who like who else is there's Dr. Halsey. I'm trying to think if there's any other like significant characters. That might really be it. Um, I'd say probably Emil. I think Emil is just like kind of like cool Spartan tough guy, dude. And that's that's pretty good. George is really, really good too, though. George, like it's like as far as like emotional connection, I think George they did it better with than anybody else. Couple sucks. But level six, that's not even a character. That's me. I guess. Okay. Um, Runout Josh asked, what do you guys think of a sticky grenade type thing? Either a special ability for a fragging operator or something, not just stick to any surface, but like a magnetic one. So if you throw it past a wall and an op is around that corner, it will like stop and magnetize to them. Maybe not a one frag kill because that's broken. Just a thought. So you want your sticky grenade not to be lethal. You want it to be just thoughts. I think that's good. Just just a thought with the sticky grenade. You know, it's like, Hibana, you're appreciated. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I think it should be like any frag where if it's close enough, it would kill you. Like if it's stuck to you, I think it kills you. So, okay. Right. <laughs> Rocket League just introduced this new game mode. Mm. <laughs> What's it called? Hot, hot heat seeker. Heat seeker. And so the ball is literally like a heat seeker toward the goal. So like you just touch it and automatically it just like gains a ton of speed and just like magnetizes toward the other goal. And if it hits, if it like it'll either go in or if it like hits the backboard, then it will like change to the other team and come back toward your goal. And so that's basically what this is where like you, you throw this grenade and it just like heat seeks toward a person. It just like turns corners and stuff. Is that what we're saying? No, I think that is what he's saying. If you throw it past a wall and an op is around that corner, it will stop and magnetize oh, to them. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, and that is broken. <laughs> I I remember reading this question now and originally thinking, yeah, sticky grenade, and then reading that part, like maybe not that, but let's make it like a that is what this is. That's yeah. exactly what this yeah. is. Yeah. No, I'm thinking what we do instead, kind of like a Wamai. Basically, you're saying this is like opposite of Wamai, where instead of like taking things, it goes to things. Yeah. No. I think <laughs> no. I think what it does is it just sticks to walls. So like you have your impact grenade that will just blow up on a wall, but you have these like a Simtex grenade from Call of Duty that you can throw at a wall and it will stick to it. So if like there's an operator somewhere and you know where they are, you can stick it to like the wall around them and it will seriously hurt them. Mm-hmm. If it's close enough, it'll kill them. What might be kind of interesting is if it was like literally magnetic, where it would magnetize to like um, deployable shields or frost mats or like any like metal device, like an ADS or something like operator gadgets. And so like you throw it in, I guess ADSs would probably destroy it, but you throw it in and then just like it like, you know, you throw it randomly into a room and there's a deployable shield in one corner and it kind of just like magnetizes back to that deployable shield. Oh, so yeah, if somebody's like, it'll number one, it'll destroy the shield. But two, if there's somebody like hiding near it, it'll, it could kill them too. That's like, I don't maybe that's not actually a good gadget, but like, that's kind of, I don't know, that's interesting. what I thought of when I... So like, what what has more metal that can attract it more? Like, if you had a deployable shield on one side and like a bulletproof camera and a frost mat, yeah. would it just kind of go through the room and like stop in the middle and blow up? Or would it like It just applies the physics. It applies the, like, the magnetism has to overcome the momentum. Does the math. Yeah, does okay. the math. Does the math. Agent M. Knight says, have you ever tried the pitanoni, the pepperoni? On Mozzie, do you prefer the commando? I have recently tried the pepperoni. He's what he calls it. And it's so fun to use. Yeah, the pepperoni is super fast rate of fire. It's a really yeah. fun gun to use. The problem is it has like very little ammo in yep. it. And because it has such fast rate of fire, you can't miss. So that's I use the commando a lot. Also, because the reload on the commando is really cool mm-hmm. and fast. But I, I can't actually can't remember what I'm using right now. I don't play Mozzie a lot, but I just got his pepperoni skin because it was a Twitch Prime drop. So I'm using that now to piss people <sighs> off. So stupid. I hate that thing. It's so dumb. Uh, yeah, I've used both. They're both really good. And so that's honestly what makes the decision the hardest is that they're both really, really good. Yeah. But I think the pepperoni is very fun. Thrice asked, do you think Ubisoft is too scared? Uh, I'm going to throw out. I'm seeing a lot of new names asking questions in here, like Thrice. Uh, Sonny Malone, I don't think, has asked a question before. He has. Okay. Um, but we're seeing new a lot of new names in here. So welcome to everybody who's new. And thank you for listening. And thank you for your questions. Thrice asked, do you think Ubisoft is too scared to heavily nerf the vanilla operators? They seem to me to have a huge aversion to it, and it really seems to be hurting the game, looking at Jaeger, Doc, Rook, and Ash. So this question was asked literally like an hour before the patch notes were released about Jaeger getting (laughs) sped down. So they're clearly looking at the internet discord, and they saw that and wanted to show you, no, we're not scared. Here's what we're about to show you. Yeah, they made that change uh, very quickly to prove to you in the internet discord that they are not scared. Yeah, there, there's rumors too that Doc is losing his ACOGs. So, I mean, that said, like Ash has already lost her ACOG, right? Which was a huge nerf to Ash. Yeah. 
uh, I, like I think they have done a fair amount of work on the vanilla ops, and I think for the most part it's been um, DLC ops that have been uh, bigger problems, uh, and a lot more vanilla ops. If you look at those graphs about who's down at the bottom left corner, it's typically more vanilla ops than the new ops. So, yeah, uh, I'll say like it's just such a moving target. Like who is or isn't balanced just changes so quickly based on like new maps and. Uh, what happens to like uh, like what happens to other operators, right? Like when, as soon as Ash uh, was was nerfed, suddenly Twitch looked like she was way too good. Yeah, and then like also Jaeger started going way up, and that might be partly in in conjunction with like Ash sort of being the counter to that fast fragging um, mentality of Jaeger, as well as like she has the uh, her gadget would burn some of his ADS and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, like it's just such a moving target. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, Fuse me, Daddy says, "What is your favorite Call of Duty?" You always, you guys always talk about COD Four, but I think you're missing the goat MW Two. MW Two broke itself with noob tubes and uh, kill streaks, adding onto other kill streaks and quick scoping. Yeah, um, and and the the, the freaking knife, knife class. Yeah, yeah, where you could just run around knifing people like yeah. that wasn't cool. The lunging. Uh, yeah, the lunging. The, um, the maps in the game were good. A lot of the guns were really good and cool. The attachments were army all good. Killed it. That, it was one man armor. You would have double noob tubes, right? Oh yeah, because noob tubes like the noob tube is under the undermounted barrel grenade launcher, under barrel grenade launcher. Yeah. Um, and it's really really easy to get kills with that. But with COD four, you only had two of them, and I think you could use. Uh, no, you couldn't. There, there was a blue perk that would give you extras, but it wouldn't work with that thing or something i don't remember or no you didn't get a blue perk if you used the noob tube in call of duty 4 uh anyway um you so you could get four of those because you could have one-on-one class and then use one man army to switch classes and get another four another two and then you're like one kill away from like an airstrike or something mm-hmm. which and, would add to another kill streak right and and yeah and there were so many more kills like call of duty 4 had it just so simple where it was three kills for uav five kills for an airstrike, seven kills for a chopper, and it would build on itself. And so by like, toward the end of a domination game, there's just choppers in the air all the time, which in my opinion was really fun. Uh, but like, it wasn't like these crazy, crazy kill streaks that were just like broken. And yeah. like, you know, one player gets on a little bit of a streak and then it just builds on itself, builds on itself, builds on itself until he's like in the air mounted or the air, whatever they call AC-130. it. AC-130. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, then it becomes not fun. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Call of Duty 4 was a lot more balanced and just a lot like Modern Warfare 2 is just like more is better, more is better, more is better. And like at some point more is not better anymore. Yeah. So no, I think, I think Fuse Me Daddy, I love you, but you're wrong. Call of Duty 4, best Call of Duty. Black Ops is pretty It's not close. Too. Black Ops is pretty Black Ops good. is good, but it's not close. Um, An easy target. Yeah. Asked as a Frost main, I was pretty miffed when Gooby, made, Gooby is Ubi, I guess, made the plants solid in, oh, okay, made the plant solid in the bar to dining room connector on Chalet. So he's talking about on Chalet, that, uh, mm. the double doorway, right? The double yeah. doorway that goes into the dining room and that has the bushes on the side that you could kind of just hide frost mats in. Apparently those are solid now, so you can't get in there and. So they used to have no geometry, so you could walk through them. Right, right. Now they have geometry, so you can't walk through them. Which I don't love either, because now that makes it like, it was super hard to walk. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about I didn't this. Know this either. But it makes. I'm assuming you can't walk walk through them anymore, and yeah. it doesn't just mean that you can't place traps yeah. there. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe it just means you can't place traps there. Uh, but if it means you can't walk there, then that sucks because that was like your little pocket of cover trying to push into that spot. So yeah. that super sucks. Uh, he asks, have there been any smaller unlisted changes that annoyed you guys? Yes. Every time they change the font. I knew you were going to say that fonts and icons when yeah. they randomly change them for apparently no reason. Yeah. They made them like red for a time being. And, and they're always unlisted. <laughs> always. It's just so weird to me. It's yeah. so weird. I, I sometimes I wonder if it's an accident. Well, I think the red one was a bug because it was like red when you picked up armor plates. Like they tried to make a support thing where like support points were red or something. Hmm. But it was stupid. It was really dumb. I don't. <laughs> yeah, the font changes are the ones that bug me the most. They're always unlisted and they're always weird. Yeah. And dumb. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything else. I'm sure there's like been some, but the problem is like those are always such small changes that I wouldn't really remember them. There have been some, at some point, there was like some bigger change that like we all kind of found out about. We're like, well, how did you not list this? I can't remember what it was, but it was something, it was big. Mm-hmm. It was something big. I can't remember what it was, but people were like up in arms that they hadn't listed it. <laughs> it was definitely, they've gotten a lot better at it. Yeah. Recently than they used to be, but yeah. All right. Give us Belgarath's question. Belgarath says, firstly, once he has, says, oncely, do you have any ideas of <laughs> games <laughs> you want to see in the arcade mode? Too tunedly, I would like to say arcade mode of three v three, but all are attackers and they have to rescue either hostage or some intel something to secure the area. Generalized objective: both teams have to fight over said objective. It would be like a restricted operator pool, like with other events. Okay, so oncely, I we have come up with the ideas for arcade modes and we've talked about those. Um, but for the tunedly, I think tunedly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a game mode where you have 3v3 and they spawn on different sides of the map. Like, imagine... They're both in the map? Yeah. Like, both in the building? No, no, no. On different sides of outside oh, the building. So they're attacking to get into the building, yeah, both so sides. Yeah, to grab, like, a hostage in the middle okay. and bring it out. So, like, imagine... Or just capture the flag. Sure. Imagine um, Hereford base. There's... But I think there has to be one objective in the middle. Yeah, it could be one flag. Sure, yeah, one flag. Right. There's a flag on the third floor of Hereford base and... All teams are spawning on opposites of Hereford, mm-hmm. getting to the flag and trying to bring it back. To it. Like, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. I, I I could also do just straight up capture the flag with two flags. Yeah, and like there's I don't know if there'd be respawns or something, but but that'd be fun with like in, in one of the bigger maps where you just spawn on different floors or something. Yeah, like that'd be really fun. Uh, also, I think basically the game mode you're talking about is what's coming. They the we had that leak with like there was like the safe member on hereford oh yeah uh and i think that they had said it was going to be 3v3 i'm not totally sure on that but i i think they might have said it was 3v3 and basically there's there's like some intel right it seems like that you have to go secure so i think this is i think what you're asking for is coming so congratulations uh but yeah i'm really excited for what they can keep doing with arcade mode They've, um, they started to make some good ideas now. They've actually really started to have fun with it. Yeah, if you have any fun ideas for that, send them in. I'd love to like chat about other fun ideas for this. Okay, uh, Jay Mortar says, came across this photo on Instagram. I think it's a brilliant... Oh, this, this we, is talked we talked about, about this. This is, yeah, someone ripped us off. The warden buff where he gets Garbage. the uh, the camera feed in yeah. his... Oh, but on this, on this note, um, on a recent episode of uh, Logic Bomb podcast, which is... Um, What's his name? Uh, no idea. The Get flanked. Yeah, get flanked and Prodigio Pete and now Zeronic. It's their new podcast. Oh. Um, they had on uh, Jean Baptiste. Uh, I don't know his last name, but he's the creative director. I think. Okay. 
uh, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He, he's one of those guys that you see all the time. He's like the really skinny, like long curly hair guy. Okay, yeah. Um, he was on their thing, and he and he was explaining that uh, this is like a a very common thing that people want to see is like either a camera feed in your HUD or like um, a security room that has camera feeds in there. And he said it's basically technically impossible oh. because of like to maintain 60 frames per second on the consoles and all this stuff. Like you, you can't render the screen twice, like, you know, on, on one person screen uh, or it basically won't work. So he said, that's like basically not going to happen in this game engine. Um, Interesting. Which was sad to hear, but uh, anyway, yeah, Oracle's not happening. Sad day. Uh, like Mr. Goodbar says, love the podcast and personality of both you guys, by the way. How could you not? Uh, but how do you feel about Ubisoft? <laughs> That's how you could not. How do you feel about Ubisoft looking to bring back the smoke meta into full effect and how this will change the balance of all ops, just Warden and Glads and operators with bulletproof cams? I think the smoke meta is still in effect i i mean i don't watch a ton of pro league and so i don't know how they've changed the meta in pro league specifically mm-hmm. but there are definitely still smokes used in the ranked games that i play to get plants down and stuff. oh yeah like 100 percent. plants happen way more often when smokes are put into effect um as, as far as like changing balance of warden and glad like i think like the balance right now for the smoke meta is pretty good like there's plenty of cameras that see through it and there's, you know, uh, like glass has been nerfed sufficiently where he's not like super OP in the smoke. And then I think warden's a good counter for the defense. So I, th- I think the balance of it is actually pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, Puji corn. Oh shoot. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Puji corn told me how to say their name on stream. And I can't remember. It might be pug, corn. I think it's pug corn. I wasn't there. I know. Puggercorn asks, do you like D&D? I haven't actually played it, but Same. I've heard it's really fun. Never played it. I would play it. Uh, I might feel uncomfortable being that uh, role play but I would play it. I like uh, Magic the Gathering, which I know is like kind of in that same yeah, vein. Uh, the Golden Maniac says, if you've seen the movies, what's your top three characters in Lord of the Rings? Have you seen those movies? Uh, maybe I'm, once. I'm not, I, I think I've seen The Hobbit. I'm not super familiar with The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we only talk about it like every episode. Yeah, we are huge Lord of the Rings fans. Top three characters in the Lord of the Rings series. So just talking about movies, not leaving books out. Okay, Legolas. <clears throat> yeah, I think Legolas has to be number one, right? Probably. He's just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he does in that movie is just like so cool. Um, um is pretty cool. Amor's very cool and underrated. Boromir, it's like way cooler than I think he gets credit for. Yeah. And Faramir too. Faramir is actually really cool. Yeah. I really do like Faramir. I think I like him a lot because of the game though. That's true. Like a lot of some of this is influenced by other media. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh Haldir? I was gonna say Haldir. Like, He's cool. The way he he just shows up with this like yeah. battalion of elves and just like dies to help save the men of rohan it's just like how do you're the man dude yeah he's pretty cool he's pretty cool but if i was like top three it's gonna be legolas aragorn and then i might say aomer aomer's pretty cool played by uh what's his name i can't remember his name shoot i had it okay i'm gonna look this up you're still thinking of your top three 
Yeah, I think, I mean, Legolas and Aragorn, Carl I think, Urban. are definitely there. Strider is, is I think, my almost my preferred version of Aragorn. <laughs> yeah, he, he is, like, actually cooler as a ranger than he is as, like, king. Yeah. Um, that third one, though, I, I almost want to say Frodo. No, you don't. <laughs> Sam's way cooler than Frodo. Frodo sucks. He's yeah. the worst character in all of Lord of the Rings. Um, Sam is They would have destroyed really cool. that ring. They would have finished that way faster if they didn't have Frodo. <laughs> actually um yeah probably i i almost want to say faramir actually faramir's very cool yeah i'm gonna go faramir especially in the extended he gets extra scenes i think that make him really cool yeah extended gandalf's also obviously very cool yes and gimli they're all good they're all good (laughs) they're all really oh elrond too underrated yeah but he's also kind of annoying sometimes i guess a little bit with like how he's trying to get arwen to leave and stuff but like like Elrond in that very first scene of fighting against Sauron. Yeah. Elrond's cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also Sauron. Sauron's very cool. Sauron is cool. <laughs> Saruman is cool. <laughs> Ooh, the Urukai. That Urukai. The one who says oh. looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Meat's back on the menu, boys. I didn't want to do the voice. Uh what's that guy's name? Lu Lu Lucian Lu Ah, the Urukai that kills Boromir. Lur, Lurth, Lurth, L U. I don't know the rest of it. It's okay. Hang on. Urukai who killed Boromir. Lurts, Lurts. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Is he get head chopped off? Yes. Yes, <laughs> by, yes. by Amor. No, he gets head chopped off by Eric. What are we talking about? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking. Well, because the orcs go and take. I was thinking of the Urukai that like take uh, Marion Pippin. I kind of forgot that he oh. died in that scene. But that might be the best fight in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Aragorn versus yes. Lurtz. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he pulls the knife into it. Or the sword. sword. Yeah. yeah, he, he pulls takes, the sword. His, t- takes the sword by the blade and pushes it further into his body. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. Gives Aragorn like a weird like look. And then Aragorn's like, dude. Like, what the heck? And, and then just like rips the sword out and, slacks and slices his head off. Yeah, cuts off his head. Oh, such good movies. Have you ever seen those movies? What are you doing with your life? Yeah, extended version for sure. Okay. Tombo 0507, what do you guys think about scopes influencing guns differently? For example, ACOG decreases aim down sight speed. I think that's good. I think it's a good way to balance scopes. I think we've talked about before that the um, the viewing obstruction should be a lot less for non-ACOG scopes, and that should be less of a, a balancing mm-hmm. um, pillar. And let's balance more on things like ADS speed and uh, accuracy and like the reticle inside of it. What do stuff. you mean by accuracy? Yeah, that's a good point. But no, yeah, I think the obstruction as a field of view is a huge one when the when the sights are on like ACOGs. You, there should be a reason to not pick an ACOG over other sights, and right now there no almost isn't one. Yeah. So, um, Obsidian Glory Pot says, "I recently learned that on lower difficulty of T Hunt, aim assist is enabled by default. I've been warming up at those difficulties for a while now and didn't catch it till recently. That's kind of wasting my practice with the <laughs> setting that doesn't exist. I didn't know this either. I hope I have this turned off. Are these? Are there any other bad practice habits that you guys wish you knew about sooner? Um. So wait, do you need to play at? You need to play at a higher hard? difficulty level. Yeah. Oh really? I did yeah. not know this. This is in console. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh. Whew. <laughs> okay. Um. So we don't have this problem, but. I think in console, they should have that off all the time. If it's not going to exist in the game, it shouldn't exist in the game. Because yeah. this is a game, it's not made for Terrace Hunt or Campaign at all. It's made for multiplayer and Terrace Hunt. They've even admitted now is a warm-up to multiplayer. Yeah. 
So why would you give them a cripple and terrorist hunt that doesn't exist? Or, alternatively, add aim assist into multiplayer that exists in every other game that's FPS. Right. Because that's how you do an FPS game with a yeah, controller. Yeah, I, I would say they should add a, at least a small amount of aim assist to to, to console and just make it more comfortable to play. Yeah. Um, And as far as it, existing in terrorist hunt, that's probably just like leftovers from the very first iteration of the game, right? And like, I think if they were to develop it now, they wouldn't have done that, but... It's in there and probably should uh, come out. Yeah. So good to know for console players. If you're going to warm up on Terrorist Hunt, you guys got to play realistic. Yeah, I assume so. I'm not sure at what level it. They probably have descriptions on the. Probably. On the game. Probably. Laughing Room asked, it's midnight. You're playing games and you only have 90 seconds between rounds to make or prepare something. What's your go-to snack and beverage of choice? So skip the preparation phase. That gives you an extra 45 seconds. And, and skip uh, banning yes the during oh, wait, is it between rounds between rounds not between rounds not between games so skip the preparation well, if, I, it's gotta be i don't think i would never i don't ever give up get up between rounds I do, unless, but not unless it's gonna be really quick well yeah but rare not to go i usually it's between anyway, games that are gonna make that's something that's not the question <laughs> a hot <laughs> pocket like i know they're not the most delicious no, thing but it's pocket. fastest and it's quick it's food and it's food ish it's food adjacent yeah uh <laughs> and by the time I get to the middle, it's not like it's it's super super hot, right? For like a little bit, but by the time I'm actually getting to it, because I'm playing siege, it's it's cooled down enough. The trick with hot pockets is you just got to bite a little hole to let all the steam out. Yes, and then it, it gets to a reasonable temperature yeah. really quickly. Um, honestly, beverage I usually just drink water just because it's easy to get to and it's already cold and all that stuff. Yeah, and like I don't like to keep like soda and stuff in the house because then I get fat. I do. <laughs> Um, but I don't drink it at midnight. Yeah, uh, and also ma. To be honest, ma. Like, <laughs> I, I love drinking me a little bit of ma. It helps me. Uh, I'm not like advertising here, but like honestly, just like just the caffeine no, yeah. helps me to uh, play a little bit better, and like it's delicious. So I actually, I for like last week, I almost drank it every single day in the morning, like just Were getting ready to start doing school. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like I was getting tired there, and it gets you going. Uh, yeah, I used to drink it at work all the time until I stopped going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, that was a great decision. Uh, what about wait food? I didn't say any food. Um, okay, here's the thing. I'm like, I'm actually like, I've been on a lifelong quest for the ultimate gaming snack. Because the problem with like, like I want a nice crunchy trail mix. Gaming trail mix is good. Trail mix is very good. Yeah, I want a nice crunchy gaming snack that's not like too oily and greasy because mm-hmm. I don't want to get like obviously my keyboard and mouse all like gross. Yep. Um, but like and like. You can you can do like uh, I don't know things like cheese or like a Costco muffin or like things like that, right? But like I don't you like usually when I want a snack, I want like a crunchy like chip like snack. So if anybody has any good recommendations for chip like snacks that are less messy, I want a salty a nice salty crunchy snack that's not going to ruin all my stuff. Yeah, and also preferably if it doesn't make a loud crunching noise when you're chewing it, that would be nice too. So you could eat it on mic without being like super annoying. Trail mix meets all these requirements. And it's pretty close. It's not crunch. It's not quite crunchy enough. Okay. But, but I, like I, I do do trail mix on occasion. I I like the cheese at snack mix. Yeah, it's really good with like the pretzels and the cheese balls, cheese puffs, and like the what else is in there? Obviously, cheese its There's but, like there's some things in there. That I don't even know what they're called. But they're like brown and they're like the size of like they look, look like croutons. a fingerprint on them. They're like little croutons. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, cut in half though, thin. Yeah. Yeah. 
cut in half croutons. Yeah, if you, if you have a good gaming snack, let me know. Um, Six Eyes says, what effect do you think operator ownership has on pick rates in Ubisoft's reported statistics? He imagines most high players at high level have all operators, but I'm sure that there's people in Platinum that don't have the full roster. Do you think this is worth looking into, or do you think it's not really a significant factor? I think if hmm. you're a Platinum play, you know what operators... At that level, you're at the point where you understand what operators are, the ones that you're going to play, and yeah, you're going to buy true. those ones. Um, so I don't think operator ownership... and there's all off of platinum and diamond players so these players have all the operators probably have the season pass yeah and so i don't think it's i think they're going to play the operator if they're good so they're going to buy them if they want them also i'd say if you're playing at that level you probably earn enough renown to keep up with the operators so it's it's probably not a major there's like few people that have like a second account so like they're level 65 in their platinum but at that point again yeah they're gonna have second account they're gonna have bought the operator so they're gonna play anyway Right. right It's not going to be like, oh, I don't have that operator. They're going to be like, no, right. this is operator I play. Actually, in some ways, getting a second account, a second account that doesn't have all the operators might be really nice where like I just limit it to the operators I actually play. Yeah. And like thereby I reduce my choices. And so I'm not like looking at the at the thing and being like, ah, Dokubi. And it's like, wait, I don't ever play Dokubi. I don't know what to do with Dokubi. <laughs> <laughs> so i should probably do that actually i think it might make me a better player um so no i don't think that's really i don't think it's worth looking into too much to no i I, I think it's changing a, stats. it's a good question but i think yeah probably not steel switch question that we don't want an answer to what year if you were to guess that siege will no longer be supported by ubisoft you have to come up with a year 2024 2024 so that would be nine years of siege that's reasonable. Um, let's see. New consoles are coming out this year. They've already said that Siege will play on new consoles. Uh, Xbox specifically has said that anything you can play on Xbox One will be playable on Xbox Series X. I know PlayStation 5 has some backward compatibility, but I think they're being a little bit more cagey about it. The, I haven't seen the designs in a long time. The Xbox One X is still like the computer-looking the one. tower, right? yeah. And then the PlayStation 5 is still like the Covenant ship-looking one. I know. I think that was like a, a prototype design. Okay. And the the new one looks a lot more similar to a PS4. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, PS5. They're a little more cagey about what their backward compatibility strategy is going to be, but I think Ubisoft has already explicitly stated that Siege will be playable on both the new consoles. So, with that in mind, I do think that Ubisoft at some point wants to make a sequel to Siege, which I think that's the. F- I think Siege will continue to be supported until there's a sequel. I don't think yeah. there's any way Siege stops being supported without a sequel unless we're like 2030 and people stop playing Siege, right? Yeah. Um. And so I think Ubisoft does want to make a sequel just based on what we've heard about like the engine and all this stuff. <sighs> I would guess they'd want to wait at least until there's a significant install base on those new consoles before they bother with that, right? So I would say you're saying 2024. Yeah. I'm going to say 2025 just because they've put this landmark of 10 years of siege. So I'm going to say 2025. I think 2024 is the 10 years. When they do it. 2015, 2016, 17, 18, 19. Except it came out in December 2015. Yeah. But I mean, hey, that means it ends December 2024. No, it's not. That's not 10 years. Yes, it is. (laughs) No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's not. Yes, it is. You're counting on both ends. No, 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 no. Okay. Count it again. Okay. December 2015. Okay, December 2015, December 2016. Okay, one. so 2016. 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 
He's counting on his fingers. You get to 2024 and he puts up both his pinky and his thumb at the same time really quickly. Like, I won't notice. <laughs> 21, 22, 23, 24. Okay. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. He thinks he's hilarious. You guys should watch. I am. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to stand for Chris for a minute. You guys should actually go watch Chris stream because it's actually a really funny thing to watch. He gets so into these games sometimes and just like... <laughs> He gets very silly and it's pretty funny. Thanks, uh, Ryan. Go check him out. Just hello with three L's. Okay. Excuse me, Daddy. Actually has one oh, good one more last question. question. One yeah. more question. Okay, here we go. What are you boys doing to keep yourselves from going crazy during quarantine? Any new games you're playing? I think this is a good question because a lot of people are going crazy with quarantine. But Chris just said he's immune to boredom. So he's the I am temporarily immune to boredom because I have school. Oh, that's a good F-tier superpower. Taylor was asking us about oh, good F-tier superpowers. Actually, yeah. Immune to boredom would be good. That actually is good because it doesn't really affect anyone. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. You're just never bored. No, yeah. I don't that's know good. how that would work. It maybe would be like a curse. More than a superpower. Not really. I don't think so. Um that's a good one. Uh I will I this question I think I'll have to let you know in two weeks because right now I still have school and so I'm just not bored because I just have school to do. Yeah. And I don't find school boring. And so two weeks from now, when I don't have school anymore. I will start getting bored pretty quick. Yeah. I don't do well when I don't have anything to do. So then I'll let you know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm now home with two kids instead of at work. So like, it's actually more going on almost. <laughs> like I like, I'm just trying to like be able to focus and get things done most of the time. But also like, it's super fun to be like around my kids more. Like that's like kind of a blessing. Um, But like, as far as like new games, like I actually have, done a lot of new games so i don't know if we talked about we've been playing world war z yeah i talked about how you wouldn't play it's it a dumb, dumb game not we it's actually really really fun dumb dumb game if you haven't played it i mean it was hot like a year ago but don't play it if you haven't played it you should go check probably shouldn't world war z is fun we've been playing that not fun um i've been like diving back into like xbox stuff recently which is a little bit why i'm like more interested in doing a console play day just because like there's something about pc gaming especially when you have a family where like it's just more disconnected because you got your headset and you're like in front of a desk and like it's just a little bit more disconnected from like your home and your family and uh so console gaming like you know if you just don't have headphones you just do the tv speakers and it's like i'm playing more single player games on console so it's like more interruptible right like i can just pause it and like take care of whatever there actually is a pause button mom yeah and like just be more accessible and like that makes it a lot easier to get by like playing more games without upsetting people particularly a wife (laughs) right and so like i've been doing a lot more of that and so i've played i've been playing rocket league on console which is not a new game but (laughs) i'm playing it on xbox uh and also is exempt from all the things i was just saying because it's not interruptible at all and it's multiplayer and i use my headset and all all that thing (laughs) but there's that um Let's see. I just like I went through at like Night Squad and like earned all the achievements on Night Squad, which was kind of fun. It took like three hours. Uh Night Squad's a really fun local couch yeah. multiplayer game. You can play eight it's players. Very fun. It's very fun. Uh look up Night Squad. Night with like an with a K. Uh like like a medieval knight. Night yeah. squad. It's fun. Um Can I go ahead to- We're uh, we're about to get into the last oasis. Obviously, we've been playing Warzone. We talked about that. When we say we are about to get into the last oasis, Ryan is about to get into the last oasis for Ryan, about a week. Ryan with the rest of the squad and for not about Chris. a week. I'll I'll play it longer than a week. Everybody else will abandon me that quickly. I'll play satisfactory again. 
I want to play Satisfactory again. Let's do that. I am really surprised that we didn't play Satisfactory for longer. I would have, but everybody stopped playing it. Well, I did I, play it for longer. I played it for no, way longer I, than I played it else. for longer with you, too. We both played for longer than anybody else. Did. That's true. But let's get back into that. I think I honestly think part of that had to do with the Internet thing that like it had limited. And so it was laggy. And so we yeah, play together. It, it needs a little bit more technical work on the, the co-op, which I think is fine sure. now. I, I'm sure it, it's better. It like, well, the last time we played, it was way better. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest problem I was running into last time was there has an autosave every five minutes that you can't turn off. And like, as your game file gets bigger and bigger, it starts to introduce just like, just these spikes of, uh, input lag, like just freezes. Oh, it just freezes for like five seconds while it's saving. <laughs> like it's so annoying. Uh, you can't turn it off. It's only for the host. That? Uh, last time we played together. Okay. So it's been almost a year. Months, so they may have fixed it um I, I what i really want is dedicated servers for that so you yeah. can just have your your factory running and anybody can log in at any time as opposed to i have to log in as the host of the game yeah. uh there was another game i was gonna say last oasis oh oh red we dead? we played uh oh, yeah, i have been trying to finish up my red dead playthrough it's the original red dead i'm almost there um battlefield we jumped back into battlefield 5 for a little bit that was a good time it's something about battlefield it's like it's just so close to the game we want it to be and then it's just not quite there and so like we play it for a long time and then like we like we remember the little annoyances that we had before and then we stopped playing battlefield 4 was perfect except for their issue with splitting up squads by auto balance yep so that's unfortunate so there's a long list of games if you're looking for something to play try one of those if you haven't played halo buy an xbox and play halo AC2 is free on uh, you play right now. It's probably over by the time you listen to this. But even if, if you don't have a gaming PC, you could probably play Halo One campaign on your regular PC. Um, Camden tried to play it on his laptop, and he said it didn't work. Uh, so maybe not. I I don't know what's different about it that it needs something. I mean, I know they went to sixty but, FPS, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have minimum system requirements somewhere that you could look up. Yeah, it, you wouldn't need much to play it. Shouldn't. Um. But that's a good time. Anyway, okay. Uh, we're about ready to be done here. Don't forget to follow us. I'm on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube, RyGuyWRYGUY. Chris is just hello with three O's. Follow us on Twitter at R6Unrenowned. Also, don't forget to make space in your calendar for our three community events coming up. So there's the community hangout on Wednesday, the 29th. Is that right? 20, yeah, 29th. In the evening, that's going to be just a Discord stream. Uh, we'll hang out and chat with you guys while we're playing something a little more laid back and then uh pc play day may 2nd that's a saturday in the morning slash early afternoon and then an xbox play day on may 6th in the evening that is also a wednesday look forward to that all that fun stuff chris ryan thank you for podcasting with me thank you for podcasting with me and to all of you out there um you know drink r6 pod and just goodbye <laughs>